0: So, Dad's talking to turkeys now? Sheesh, Dad, get an oven. Your dad loves Thanksgiving. It's his favorite holiday. Will it be you? You're a big one. Have you been working out? A little. Well, you look great. Yeah, it's a little weird, but it's a selection process. It's like The
1: Bachelor, but at the end, the one he chooses gets eaten. That's what happens on The Real Bachelor, too. They just don't show it on camera.
0: Everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host Rob Logan, and joining me in the studio this week, Damian Crenshaw. Hey, everybody! It's been a while. Yes, it has. Uh, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, you know, school stuff. I've been an RA this semester. so it's Oh, you a, have? Yeah. It's a great new experience and can't go wrong with free I housing. I did that
0: too. Did you? I did for two years. Oh, very cool. Although I was in the upperclassmen housing anyway, mm-hmm. so it was 21 plus. Oh, nice. So that made my job a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, kind of the same. I'm in like
1: multi-year, so it's the older kids, not the freshman dorms.
0: Okay. Yeah. You have to run programs and stuff too?
1: Yep. Yeah. So every few weeks, I put something else on. I'm actually going to put one on as soon as I get back. So, okay. Yeah. And for those of you listening who can't figure it out,
0: I'm much <laughs> younger than everyone else. So, I'm still in college right now. Uh, and if people don't know what an RA is, it's a resident assistant. You kind of are responsible for a certain amount of dorms, and people come to you for like housing situations and things like that. You have to do rounds a couple times a week yep. normally. And you are responsible for like building the community. Exactly. So that's something that the programs do. When I did it, I, I actually won an award for doing the uh Assassin's game.
1: Oh, no kidding. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's a great, great community builder and gets everyone to you know really talk to each other and get to know each other yeah
0: so i had set up a website and then we had all the participants listed in case people didn't know who other people were and they were allowed to pick like a code name if they didn't want their real name listed or something Mm -hmm. and there were certain places that were out of bounds like you couldn't go into somebody else's class and stab them in the back essentially right right yeah and Mm -hmm. it was all spoons like plastic spoons with the weapons yep and if you lost your spoon, you're screwed. <laughs> Someone's going to come kill you. But it was a lot of fun. Um, How about your Thanksgiving? How was that?
1: Thanksgiving was great. Spent it with family. Good food as always. So yeah. it
0: was a good time. My Thanksgiving was unique this year. Really? Because it was the first time that I said, I'm going to host Thanksgiving and I'm going to cook all this stuff. And uh let's see what happens with this. That's quite the undertaking. How did it go? It was good. It would have been harder if... Uh, if I was working like full time Mm -hmm. and if I had a ton of people here. Right. But I was cooking for five. Oh, that's not bad. That's nothing major. And, uh, I had kind of all week to prep. So like Mm -hmm. I made desserts a couple days before and got some other stuff ready the day before. But it was the first time that I had roasted the turkey and everything, which is a Mm -hmm. long time commitment. Right. And there's a certain kind of fear that comes with it. Like if you screw that up. That's the main thing, and you kind of messed up dinner, even though there's all this other stuff to eat. Yeah, but the turkey's what you come for. Exactly. But uh, fortunately, everything went really well, so I was very happy with how it all turned out. Was it uh, immediate family, close friends? Or? It was uh, immediate family, my mom, my dad, my sister, and then Volpe came, too. Oh, very so, good. Because he's extended family. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was a good time. We enjoyed it. Good. Uh, let's hop, then, into our geek-outs and uh freak out starting with the geek out varieta Woo! yay what are you geeking out over this week
1: well i've got a list but i'm gonna put this on the top once again you are wearing that exact same shirt the mickey mouse inspired mega man shirt <laughs> really i want to say of probably like the seven or eight shows that i've been on you've wearing it wear it like six out of those eight it must be a subconscious thing because i know you're coming seriously <laughs> i love that shirt oh, it's <laughs> hilarious but uh yeah as i said earlier uh things are going well this semester uh it's been a great busy semester um things are going well you know classes are you know a little tough but they're interesting uh you know i've been working at the print shop on campus mm-hmm. it's a great experience cuz it's it's uh, a a cooperative, all the students run it together and it's just a lot of fun. And it's Is a, that
0: something you do kind of volunteer or is that a work study? No, thing?
1: it's, it's kind of like a work study thing. Okay. Um, it, you know, we get paid for it. We run the business, we set our own hours, we work together, uh, you know, with our class schedule and it's, it's great. Cause it's like one part, learning how to use, uh, you know, big computers and big printers and doing stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also doing things like designing with, you know, Photoshop and Illustrator and putting together flyers for other organizations. And it's just a really amazing experience, Cool, especially for someone like me who's a biology major right. or a microbiome major who's never going to have like a business experience. At least, it, you know, that's not like what I'm going for is business.
0: but right. It, right. It's such an awesome thing. So something outside of your major to still build another skill set.
1: Exactly. And it keeps, you know, my Photoshop skills fresh, which I wouldn't have a chance otherwise.
0: Right, right. Just... And those are going to be useful moving forward. Everyone needs those skills these days, it feels like. Definitely,
1: definitely. Uh, my other thing is the uh, new Mario Kart 8 DLCs that came
0: out. Oh, yeah. The got Link on the uh, motorcycle and stuff. Exactly, I saw yep. some of that.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I downloaded that when I got back for Thanksgiving break as like a late birthday present to my brother. Just, you know. And, uh, it, it was well worth what I spent for it. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I paid like $12 for two packs. One will be released in the future, but it was like a, a deal. Um, it added, uh, two new, two new cups, which is eight new, uh, courses and more than half of them are inspired by other Nintendo franchises. Oh. Okay. So there's like a, a course based on Mute, Mute City from F Zero. Oh, that's a, awesome. A Hyrule Castle from Legend of Zelda. There's yep. an excite bite course, which is just a bunch of dirt ramps everywhere. Do it's, you have to ride it side scrolling wise? No, you don't, but in, in like the, the demos and the trailers, they like showed it that way. I'm like, ah, oh, it looks tough. I hope they don't actually make it that way. And they yeah. didn't. But it's it's really a lot of fun and I that's enjoy cool. playing it. And then uh, my last geek out is the dropping gas prices. Yeah. Just before getting over here, I filled my truck for $40, which a couple months ago would have cost me $50. So, And my truck's not friendly on gas, so I'm much
0: happy about that. Yeah, that's a... That's pretty awesome, except for some of us, us homeowners or renters or something. While the gas prices are dropping, the electricity prices are rising. Uh, it's like, ah, damn it. True, very true. <laughs> Especially right around the holidays when your electricity bill tends to go up anyway because you got the lights and the trees. And mm. granted, I'm an idiot that's been doing it all year. I was
1: gonna say, really? Can you can you really complain? You've had it the whole time. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm a, I'm my own idiot. Uh, to go back to the uh, Mario Kart DLC two thing, mm-hmm. I think like I saw the the link with the motorcycle and it looks kind of like his horse yeah i like that creative integration of taking that idea not just giving him a vehicle that's like randomly inspired by things in his world but actually kind of taking what he normally rides and making that his vehicle in Mm -hmm. a different way that's very cool and
1: to go with that the the hyrule course instead of where would be like coins everywhere they put rupees everywhere oh yeah which is like they function as the same but it's cool and like the item thing instead of you know, the regular roulette sound, it's like the the treasure chest opening sound, and it's it's just like, they really put those little details into it. That's great. And it's great. And then the the next DLC package is going to focus on like Animal Crossing, so yep. they're going to add a couple characters from that, and who knows what other uh, courses they'll add from other franchises for that one, and that'll come out in May, which will be like the one year, like the anniversary of Mario right, Kart 8. Right, So, looking forward to it.
0: Now, have you been playing Super Smash Wii U? Yeah, or? Ah,
1: uh, no, not yet. Not yet. That, that's gonna lead a little bit into the freakouts. So we'll oh, talk okay. about that after.
0: Okay. Um, Mike Geekouts then, uh, as I was telling you right before we started recording, mm-hmm. uh, Mikey and Volpe were up here last night, uh, for the last two years post Thanksgiving, we've gone to a Pete Holmes comedy show. Oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah, he's from Lexington, Massachusetts. So he comes home for Thanksgiving. And for the past three years, we didn't know about it the first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the past three years, he's made it kind of a, a post Thanksgiving weekend tradition to do Ooh. a show at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston. Oh. So this year was even more packed than ever because obviously he had his TV show after Conan. Unfortunately, it was canceled a while back. Right. But that definitely brought in more awareness to him and the college humor videos gone mm-hmm. huge and everything and all the Batman stuff. He actually, uh, at the end of each show, he takes requests from the audience as yep. if they're, requesting songs you request bits of Mm -hmm. his that you like and he'll start doing some of those and someone requested a one bit and someone else yelled out batman so he's like okay i'm gonna do that bit as batman oh no It that's really funny um but he's he never disappoints he's absolutely phenomenal uh there's a guy who who opened him for the last two years i forget his last name it's josh something and i feel bad that i don't Mm -hmm. remember the full name and he's always good too they changed the feature act or the middle act each time, uh, that I've seen him. But the, I always think the, that opening guy has been even stronger than the feature every time too. So wow. he's always good to see. And I guess they're all from Massachusetts originally. Okay. So they're all kind of home for the holidays and Pete brings them all in. And, but, um, the doors opened at seven o'clock for uh-huh. an eight o'clock show mm-hmm. and we showed up at seven. Yep. And there was already a line like outside and around. Wow. Yeah, it's where the restaurants are and stuff. It was crazy. So by the time we got in, we showed up right at the doors open, Mm -hmm. and we couldn't sit in a chair. Like, we were up in the balcony standing in wow. paradise. It was really, uh, really, really busy. Mm -hmm. So people, tons of awareness this year. Did that take away from the experience, having to, you know, stand and stuff? Standing wasn't necessarily the issue. It was the fact that we were... Some of our view was blocked for some of it. Mm-hmm. So we went upstairs to where the balcony... Are you familiar with the layout of the paradise? Not really, no. Okay. So they have uh, kind of general admission on the floor. They had a bunch of just pretty much folding chairs set up. Mm-hmm. And there's standing room behind those. Then they have a balcony that goes up and around the top. Okay. And kind of covers the whole perimeter again. And most people were standing like by the guardrails mm-hmm. of that balcony so you could see down and they probably had a great view. Right. We couldn't even get that close. Oh. So we were standing behind them. Now they had a couple parts up in the balcony. They have like the sound controls and everything. And they have two like smaller boxes on each side of those that are reserved yeah. in case they bring any people that they want up there or something. Mm-hmm. But then right before the show started, like we had a pretty decent view. And right before the show started, they pulled those reserved signs off. And people flooded into those, which was oh. also in front of us. So now there's like two more rows of people standing in front of us. We're like, oh, friggin, now we can't change anyway. But that stinks. Fortunately, Pete's a tall guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> so we could see him fairly easily regardless of where on the stage he was. But the uh, the two acts before him, it was a little harder to see. It did take away a little bit, but now we know mm-hmm. for next year to get there even earlier. And there is a, uh, there's a chicken winger, uh, chicken winger, chicken winger. That's not a thing at all. <laughs> uh, there's a chicken finger place okay. called Raising Canes, like right mm. around the corner from the paradise. Uh-huh. And we were standing outside of that as we were waiting to get in. We were like, Oh man, next time we're going to come earlier and we'll just eat chicken fingers like right before as we're waiting in line to get in. So that sounds good. Now we have a whole plan that we'll probably forget by next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got it recorded. Yeah, that's true. I'll just go back and listen to this. Now I'll have to remember to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> The next thing I am geeking out over is the fact that, uh, if you are listening to this on Monday, this is the day I'm getting my PlayStation 4. Ooh. I finally ordered one. All thanks right. to, uh, thanks to getting Batman 3 mm-hmm. on, uh, a, a copy for free from Warner Brothers. They sent me a PS4 copy. I use that as my excuse to now get a PlayStation 4. And a good so, one. So, and a good one. So I waited until Black Friday. Okay. Cause they had the bundles that came out. Now they had two bundles that came out, and this is, I guess this board is on the freak out side too, but. Alright. They had two bundles that came out for Black Friday specifically. One was Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. For PlayStation 4, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then a digital download of The Last of Us Remastered. Okay. I don't think I'm ever gonna play Grand Theft Auto 5. Okay. Because. Like I've probably said before, it's such a huge time commitment. Yep. And I can't see myself devoting that much time to a game that I'm like not even that much into anymore. I didn't play the one before that. So I'm like kind of done with Grand Theft Auto, unless they come out with something amazing at this point. It's just a franchise that doesn't interest me too much anymore. So Grand Theft Auto Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so Arkham. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then The Last of Us is a zombie game, so it doesn't mm-hmm. intrigue me too much. But on the other side, it's gotten all these accolades yep, as being like definitely. the best game, and it's made by the same people who made Uncharted, Naughty mm-hmm. Dog. So it's like, well, okay, I would totally play that because of the the other stuff around it aside from the zombie things. So I didn't get that. Okay, that one. There was one other bundle mm-hmm. that came with a digital download of Little Big Planet Three, oh. which I'll definitely play. Yep, because I like the other. I didn't play two, but I like one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then of course. The other game included that you get the physical copy of uh-huh. is Lego Batman 3. And I'm like, God, uh, damn! It. Really? <laughs> it's like I, I finally get a game for free mm-hmm. from the studio uh, yep. and I'm all excited about it. And then I know that I could have just gotten it with you got the, the PlayStation that you 4 anyway. Right. So I got the bundle with Lego Batman 3 and okay. uh, Little Big Planet. But since I'm now going to have two copies yes. of Lego Batman 3 for mm-hmm. PS4. That means we will be doing a giveaway. A giveaway. A giveaway. I don't know what uh what social media I'm gonna put it out on yet. Okay. I might put it on the Facebook page. It's probably not gonna be on the Twitter because mm-hmm. nobody ever uses the Twitter. <laughs> uh, but my Instagram has been kind of blowing up lately, so I might actually try Ooh. to do an Instagram giveaway. All right. Um. So if if you want to be someone, I don't know the full details of what the giveaway is gonna be yet because I haven't worked them out. Mm-hmm. But if uh, you're a listener and you're interested in winning a copy of Lego Batman Three. Then make sure you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Facebook and you can follow us on our Facebook page there, or you can follow my Instagram account at the night angel. And that's a uh, with a K like medieval night at the night angel. And I'll be doing a giveaway on one of those two platforms. Maybe I'll do both and people can get multiple opportunities to enter the contest that way. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, the next thing I'm geeking out over is a segment that I don't know if you saw. Do you ever watch last week tonight with John Oliver?
1: Uh, very rarely. I'm very familiar with it, but I don't... It's not on my, like, to, to-do list to watch it very often.
0: Okay, mostly through YouTube clips and stuff, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't watched all the. I've watched a lot of the YouTube segments, but on the season finale, mm-hmm. they did a bit where he was talking about someone that developed a salmon launcher. Okay. And it's basically this, like, long shoot that they're now using to help salmon get upstream easier. Oh, that's... that's- <laughs> like awesome but also like
1: makes sense That's right kinda cool
0: so they they literally put salmon into the back of this almost cannon okay and it fires them i think with like an air propulsion mm-hmm. through this shoot like upstream and they the company to advertise this thing created a video with like classical music okay and slow motion salmon being fired out of it. Oh wow! So then they took it another step further. Like I thought that was funny enough to begin with. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then they took it another step further, and John Oliver was like, "Well, now we have one too." And he had like a a shoot set up, and like all these plastic rubber salmon or whatever. Okay. And started dumping them into the shoot. But then he's like, "I don't know where these are ending up, though. I don't know what the other end is." So they would okay. cut. At first, they cut to John Stewart mm-hmm. doing a report on the Daily Show, and a salmon just smacks him in the face. Oh, that's awesome. And they just keep going through all these different segments. And then it's almost like a montage mm-hmm. with some music playing of just people getting smacked in the face. And I don't want to spoil anything because it's so good. I can't believe some of the stuff they did. Oh, wow. You'll be like, what? This guy agreed to get smacked in the face with a salmon or they worked <laughs> it into this show or that thing or whatever. Wow. Uh, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Absolutely watch it. It is hysterical. I'll take a look. So funny. Last thing I'm geeking out over is the teaser trailer mm-hmm. for Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? I did. What do you think? I'm I'm excited for it. Um I'm I was late
1: to the Star Wars party. Okay. I honestly did not watch any of them until about 2 years ago when I first started college. Oh wow. I'm deprived from movies. Like that era I will, you know, I'm good with movies and pop culture, but I I haven't seen a lot of older movies that I probably should have.
0: Wow. But, I mean... Now, are you talking just the original trilogy, or have you actually like, gone and watched the prequels, too? I, I've watched them all. Okay. I've seen them
1: all. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I'm not, you know, super familiar with the whole franchise. I haven't, like, watched it over and over again. Sure. It, it's not, like, fresh in my mind. Yeah. But knowing the overall overarching story, and it, it's just really cool to see something with such cultural significance be brought forward again. Yeah. With a whole new direction and new directors and
0: so it didn't stir your loins in the same way that it did mine. It really did. No. I mean
1: I don't know what was actually good and what wasn't good. It's just cool to me.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm a bigger fan of the prequels than I think a lot of people are. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not like, oh the prequels are amazing. Like Mm -hmm. I just don't have a major issue with them aside from Jar Jar. Right. Like I hate Jar Jar too. Everybody hates Jar Most people. (laughs) But aside from that I have no huge issue with the prequels, their existence, or the story of Darth Vader coming up to me be... Me Like, it's all whatever. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, Vader was maybe a little more interesting if there was stuff left to mystery. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily need an explanation, a scientific explanation for where the Force comes from. Let's just have it be magic. Right. <laughs> that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am very excited watching the trailer to see everything come back. Like, the Millennium Falcon... Mm-hmm. that hitting the screen with the original like the theme song hitting like that was just oh, i felt that i felt that inside me mm-hmm. <laughs> that was amazing Very cool. uh there's some people complaining about the functionality of the sith's lightsaber
2: oh the three prong thing
0: three prong in the hilt and yeah. it's like well what's he going to use that for be like i don't know watch the damn movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe then you'll know mm-hmm So, yeah, maybe it doesn't seem like a great design at first, Mm -hmm. but we don't know anything. Everything is so out of context and people are so quick to start, like, insulting. It's insane. But it's nothing new and that's the sad part. Yeah. No matter what comes
1: out, there's always people that are going to be saying something against it, no matter how great it is.
0: Exactly. I think if they really wanted to quell some people's fears, like, just have the two prongs tilted at an angle instead of just straight out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That might make a difference, but... Who cares? Let's watch the movie and find out. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm also wondering, too, like, I know it's my responsibility to stay up on a lot of these things, mm-hmm. but it's a movie that I'm so excited about where I don't know if I'm going to watch any more trailers. I'll keep posting them. Right. But I, I post some trailers without watching them sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just know that other people will like them. And that's fair. So I'm thinking at this point, like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. They don't need to sell me any more. I might not look at any other stuff for this movie. Because I don't want to know. I think we're missing that these days. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Everyone wants to get so flooded with information and stuff that they just... uh, They kill the movie for themselves. Especially if you watch, like, three different trailers for a comedy. That are each, like, two minutes long. Yeah. They hit so many of the key jokes in the movie that when you go watch the movie, it's like, well, I saw that already. Exactly. It's not funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not as funny as it was when I first saw it in the trailer. Mm -hmm. So... There are things that are definitely killing movies for people, and I think oversaturation of this footage and the screenshots and the everything and the news, knowing what's coming all the time, it's a hindrance. It and really is. I want to watch movies the way I used to watch movies. I'm all for it. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, those are all. Oh, wait though, before I <laughs> before we go into freakouts. Uh, today too, I saw on the internet. I don't know if you saw it yet. I did post it just a little while ago. Okay. Someone actually already created a new version of the force awakens trailer, but they said it's the George Lucas special edition version. hmm and they just dumped a shitload of extra, like, characters and effects and everything. It, it's amazing. It's so well done. Oh, wow. Like, it doesn't look cheesy at all. Someone okay. did a really nice job. And I'll link to that in the show notes, too. It's the same length and everything. It's just, like, so many extra effects. Like, of the Hutt shows up for oh, some God. reason at one point. All these extra CGI characters. It's just ridiculous. But it's so funny. Wow. So, again, I'll link to that in the show notes, too. All right. Uh, so, let's then go into freakouts.
2: Oh, freak out!
0: What are you freaking out over? All right, so this is an ongoing thing back at school, linking okay. to that, um, <laughs> is
1: UMass Amherst, UMass Internet has just been awful this semester. Oh, yeah? They've uh, moved over to a new system. It's called EDU Rome, and it's supposed to be a like a way to make it so where if another campus is also running EDU Rome you'll automatically connect to that. You won't have to worry about having specific login credentials. It's like the same account. Okay. So if I went to another university that had this, my computer would automatically log in. Which is cool. It is cool. (laughs) In theory. Yeah. In theory it is. And I mean, I don't know if it's because of this or, I mean, it also had problems in the previous years, but it's just, it's so hard to connect to and it's, got such like a weak like a weak system to it mm-hmm. when i'm trying to like go on twitch and like see you live streaming or anyone else live streaming half the time the actual video player just fails to load
0: oh jeez like, it'll
1: it'll come back with an error message just fails to load i'm trying to do homework you know like an online system can't get to it trying to do Important emails, all this, it's just a
0: mess. Now, is this purely Wi-Fi, or do you have a hard cable in your room?
1: Nope, there's no Ethernet in our dorms. It's Seriously? All, the entire university is pretty much all Wi-Fi. There's a few few buildings that oh have my God. Ethernet, but all the residential areas, save for like one, are all just wireless. That's crazy. Like, why would they take those out? They were definitely in at some point. Don't know. No. Although, we we still have phone lines. Yeah, that's not helping anyone. Yeah, but yeah, no, no Ethernet ports, no nothing.
0: Wow, that's really shocking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly don't know why
2: exactly, but
1: it's it it wasn't like this like my freshman year. I could get Wi Fi anywhere on campus just walking around with my phone. Yeah, I I shut the Wi Fi off on my phone because it just does does not connect almost anywhere.
0: Wow. So that's a part. I mean, like one some of the happiest times I had in college were. Network gaming with the other people in my suite mm-hmm. which would not have been possible with Wi-Fi right it would have just been super laggy and awful but the fact that we were all hardwired into this same network not even on the internet mm-hmm. we were all a part of the same network
1: just your local access yeah.
0: network yeah so we could like basically have LAN parties mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was amazing That's and awesome. they've taken that away that sucks yeah and like even just like other people playing games through like the
1: Wi Fi on their Xboxes, playing League of Legends on their computer, that just adds to the, you know, the Boggs lack of it bandwidth. Down, yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's just and wireless printers and all this stuff. There's people so Streaming
0: much movies, interference and, everywhere. Yeah. It just
1: it doesn't work at peak hours almost at all. I I really hope that they address the situation in That's the, awful. the coming days. So uh next freak out kind of goes with the the thing with trailers. Okay. Is I'm just sick of leaks. Oh just yeah. Everywhere. The the whole time leading up to the new Super Smash Brothers, Mm -hmm. there were just leaks everywhere for All the new characters. All the new characters. You know, people that are supposedly, you know, either like they worked through Nintendo or there was like a leak through ESRB when they were doing, you know, their All the ratings and all the ratings and stuff and all that. Um, you know, people dig this stuff up and it's like, well, now there is no surprise for me at all in this game. Sure. Like I know every character that's going to be in this game, and any announcement by Nintendo about these like new things, it's like okay, well I've already seen this before. What's, right. what's the point? Right. But I mean, it's it's you know other games too, uh, leaked trailers for movies. It's just like let let the company handle it, let them do it, and don't ruin the surprise for me.
0: To take it a step further, do you like knowing all the characters that are going to be in the game? Or would you rather be playing the game? Like, even if Nintendo announces them all officially, Mm -hmm. they're not leaks. They just tell you all the characters. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather be able to go in a game, see a character be unlocked and be like, whoa, they're in this. That's awesome. Yeah, that second reaction is
1: more what I'd like. like. Yeah. You know, announce Mega Man. That's awesome. Everyone needs to know that from the beginning. Sure. But you don't have to tell me that Dr. Mario is coming back from Melee even though he wasn't in Brawl. That would have been an awesome surprise to me. Right. And just like seeing some of these, you know, smaller new details as I play it, would have been much more enjoyable than all the leaks everywhere that were everywhere. Same thing with, you know, leaked trailers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's like, I'll get to it eventually. You don't have to throw it in my face and make me see it.
0: Sure, yeah. sure. Well, uh, before we move on to another freak out, then, uh, that kind of organically leads us into another game that I wanted to play this week. Oh? We haven't done this in a while. Ah? Uh-huh. It's the top three. Ooh, Three, two, one. So for top three, again, we have not played this in quite some time, uh, so people might not have even heard that music before if they're a new listener. Uh, top three is basically I give my co-host a category. And they Mm -hmm. give me the top three answers for that category for them in no particular order because that is too much trouble to even sit through here. All right. But it is a hot seat type of thing, so they don't know what's coming at them. Uh, But since we're talking about Super Smash Brothers and you do know all the characters, Mm -hmm. I'm very curious as to what your top three characters that you'd like to see in Super Smash Brothers Wii U be. Who would those be aside from the roster that you're already aware of? Oh so like people from outside other games and other franchises. Anything if you want to rip from other like consoles go ahead like I don't anybody. All right.
1: All right. I'll think about it for a minute.
0: But if you'd like to limit it to Nintendo only just for <laughs> your own sanity, you're welcome to do that as well. Okay. Um I can see you counting some out already.
1: Yep. I've got a couple. Okay. A, so a, so start with
0: the ones you have and maybe the others will organically come to your brain.
1: Alright. So uh my first one would be to play as a Koopa Paratroopa from the okay. regular Marios. You get all these, you know, big name main characters that are in. Sure. But you don't see any of the like generic bad guys as playable characters. Occasionally they'll be background characters or like minor enemies. But I'd like to see them put a like a background character as like a big actual fighter and play from their point of view and like fight in as you know a minor character against the cool. big game characters. I think, and, that'd be and really I think awesome.
0: people would be more excited to play as a Koopa Trooper than friggin' <laughs> Wii Fit Trainer or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, in that vein, I'd like to see a Hammer Brother. <laughs> Ooh, that would be cool. That <laughs> While MC cool. Hammer Bro is yeah. in the yes. studio, you know. Yes, that's
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> um my second one and this is a little odd i would like to see crash bandicoot in it yeah for one being a old-timey character that pretty much is just withering in the dust right now no one's heard of him if you were born after the year 2005 and two he was like the the sony flagship character during like all the console wars of the 90s Mm -hmm. and like like it's cool to have like Mario, Sonic, Pac Man, and Mega Man together, mm-hmm. but throw in like Crash Bandicoot, and you could have like Mario, Sonic, and Bandicoot right there. And, and it's that's Mascot like, Wars. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would be pretty cool.
0: And it's it wouldn't be unheard of either because we saw Solid Snake right. in Smash Brothers before. Right. And they kind of borrowed him from Sony in a way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: was Metal Gear out in. Metal
1: Gear first started on Nintendo. Okay. So, uh, what is it like Konami is that the yeah, people yeah. behind them? Yeah.
0: But like, by the time they got to the later numbers, they yeah, weren't once really you got on to, like, Nintendo the anymore. Metal right? Gear
1: Solids, they jumped over to like the Sony platforms. Right, right. Problem is, is though, is, like Crash Bandicoot is like Sony. Right. And like we already have PlayStation All-Stars, it'd be almost impossible to see that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But one can dream. Yeah. And then uh third, I'd like to see another Mega Man character. I'd love to see uh, Proto Man
0: oh yeah as,
1: uh, like a really fast swordsman sure and like in like the same vein as Mega Man, have like the different moves the different transformations have you know like the dash attack and all that stuff sure i think that'd be a lot of fun so you know who knows we'll see
0: cool yeah good three good segue thank you uh any other freakouts?
1: outs uh yeah let me take a look
0: i know i totally threw you off base with that
1: <laughs> no it's fine it's fine um Still going with uh with Smash. I have not personally got it yet. Mm-hmm. That's not my actual freakout. My actual freakout is one of my residents did get it. Oh. And had had it for a couple of days. Never invited me to play. Oh. He's, he's not my favorite anymore. I'm afraid. <laughs> so he's gonna get documented and throw him out of housing, ruin his college career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, he just didn't invite me to play.
0: And I'm sure it's well known oh, how big a Nintendo yes. fan you are. It's
1: actually really awesome because my. Entire floor minus a couple rooms. There are so many people that play Smash. Oh yeah, video games in general, but so many of them play Smash and mm-hmm. we're like excited for this. So it's it's really cool. Cool. But he was the only one that had a Wii U with him, and nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no more favors. <laughs> uh,
1: nope. And then I do have like an actual Wii U freak out, and that would be well, it's kind of Nintendo in general. Is that their virtual console mm-hmm. is it's they're going so slow with it, and they've had like there's so much potential to it. Um, a lot of the new releases that they've been putting on the virtual console are like remastered Game Boy Advance games, Mm -hmm. which are, are great, but they're putting them to the Wii U as opposed to putting them to the 3DS or both. And I think where they were originally portable games, they kind of work better on a portable system because Mm -hmm. they're games that you might put down and want to pick up later and which work great on a handheld. I think they'd be do better if they were on both. Mm hmm and then there's just a lot of games that either came out on the Wii's virtual console or didn't come out on either like uh, a bunch of titles from like the N64 era
2: mm-hmm.
1: um they're not there yet i feel like the library should have been a lot bigger at the Wii U launch and it's just not there like there's yeah. not a lot of games that i would pay for on the virtual console aside from you know the like the the super mario brothers the nes classics all those so of course those are there but there's a lot that are missing that should be there. Hmm. And like now that they've added that uh GameCube controller adapter, are we gonna see GameCube games on the virtual console? Well, it's already, you know, it's been two years, we're coming up on the third year. Where are they? Are they right. are they happening? Are they not happening? What am I gonna get? So there for are
0: my no GameCube games nope and it's not But they have a controller for it
1: well they did it for smash
0: okay because
1: people that pl- like are like the hardcore smash
0: okay are like
1: melee is the real smash it's the only smash you got to play it with a gamecube controller sure this is what you play with so that was that was awesome yeah it also kind of stinks that as of right now that's the only game it's compatible with <laughs> right so it's like well do i want this adapter for one game where i don't even you know i will play it on a gamecube controller but i'm not that Opposed to playing
0: on a different controller. It's like buying the NES robot just to play. Uh, gyromite. Yeah. Gyromite and stack up. Yeah. <laughs> Two and games. And then just have it there sitting in the room and not do anything else. Staring at it. you with its dead cold eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, so that's that's my freak out.
0: Now it's not like they're pumping out a ton of Wii U games to begin with, but right. it's taking the focus away from that. And mm. for a system built on nostalgia largely, you would think that would be a bigger focus for them. Exactly. But it's
1: I don't know if it's, you know, research and development's not there, saying that it's not a good idea. I don't know yeah. if it's them being backed up on other things. I don't know if it's a conscious choice where it's like, okay, we really want to push what we're trying to do with the new stuff yeah and there's not a ton of it i feel like there'd be a bigger demand for the system if there was more to do with it sure and like and it's not to say that the wii u can't handle it it's it's being underused
0: right oh if anything the Wii U can handle it better than anything else exactly i mean that's <laughs> that's what it's built for totally yeah that's a bummer yep i need to get on that game nintendo yes i do any other freakouts no nope, good okay uh, My first is that uh, I've talked about Franklin and Bash many times on the show before, how much mm-hmm. I love it. They did four seasons after the third. They kind of left it at a point where they could have definitely stopped if they wanted to. OK, but they did get picked up for a fourth season. They did do that. A lot of things changed though. I did still like the fourth season. But it was definitely their weakest because they had some major casting things like one of my favorite characters on the show was Camille Nanjiani's character, Pinder Singh. OK, uh, he was like kind of a live in assistant, legal assistant of theirs mm-hmm. that had all these like phobias and uh never wanted to leave the house or anything. And it was just a really like mentally screwed up guy. Wow. But he was a great character and he was not he was only in one episode mm-hmm. because clearly his stock has risen quite a bit. Over the last few years, he's doing movies and other shows. He's on Silicon Valley on HBO, so his stand-up career is taking off even more so than it ever was. Much more popular guy. They got rid of one of their other assistants and replaced her with somebody else, and they have this new kind of, like, P.I. legal assistant that helps him out. This guy named Dan on the show who's, like, really dark and super creepy and just doesn't fit the vibe of the show very well. Like mm-hmm. he feels like this scummy sleazy, greasy guy. We just like get rid of him immediately. So the tone is changed quite a bit. It is still like as funny as I always thought, like Franklin and bash themselves are still very funny. Malcolm McDowell still on the show and he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh He's really hilarious. But they ended the fourth season with a cliffhanger, as a lot of shows will at their season finale. Right. So where they could have stopped at the end of season three and been done and had a very nice ending to it. Okay. They did do the season four, which wasn't as strong. And they ended with a cliffhanger. Uh-huh. And then we got the news that they've been canceled. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> so there was this uh, kind of theme running through the final uh, episode that Malcolm McDowell's character was fated to die on a certain date by, like... He believes in all this, like, spiritual voodoo, like, hippy-dippy, mm-hmm. like, all these weird kind of things like that. And it was predicted by a soothsayer or something that he would be killed by a certain type of fish on, like, this day and all this stuff. Okay. And he survived in all these things, like, through the things that were prophesized but then he ends up, like, starting to choke on a cracker that has that fish's name on it. Oh. So they thought they had gotten by the, uh, eating the actual fish, mm-hmm. uh, but then they ran and he ran into a cracker and he's all left alone. So he starts choking. Oh, no. And that's like kind of where they cut. So yep. it's like they're, it's a, it's one of those life or death cliffhangers and mm-hmm. you're like, damn it. Like, come on. So now we'll just never know where it's going to go from there. And that's always a bummer. We've said it on the show so many times at this point that it's such an injustice to do that to an audience that's devoted time into your show Mm -hmm. to leave them hanging. Even if you need to tie it up in one more episode, just do it. Yeah, that's it. Just one more episode. It wouldn't be hard, especially with a show like that where each they had some longer running storylines but each episode kind of had its own like that life or death thing Mm -hmm. existed only in the season finale right like they only need one episode to wrap they need five more minutes to wrap it up he could just go and cough it up and that's it that could be the end of it all or just cut to his tombstone yes just tack on something at this point i don't like even put a picture out on the internet that says what happened to him just explain it Mm -hmm. (laughs) because people get invested was it a goldfish Uh, It wasn't technically a goldfish, probably for legal reasons, Mm -hmm. but it was that idea. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. I like that. Um, My next one is that I uh, had some issues with my GPS recently. Okay. I uh, had turned it on in the car only to see the factory defaults reset. Oh. (laughs) And I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I did nothing out of the ordinary. But all my, uh, saved locations and stuff had been totally wiped off the GPS. The only thing that remained, and like, I even had to set like what language I was using and everything, oh, like it totally restored itself back uh-huh. to factory defaults. The only thing that remained was, uh, a while ago, I had loaded onto the system, replacing one of the other voices, the GLaDOS voice from Portal. Gotcha. So that was still on there because that was a hardwire change I had made. Uh-huh. Although I was surprised that that didn't reset either. Was it like saved to an SD card or something instead? It was loaded onto, it was on an SD card originally, but then it was loaded onto the GPS itself. Oh, okay. So maybe that original voice just doesn't exist on that software anymore. Maybe. I might have just totally replaced it. But uh, I could have gone through the hassle of fixing all that stuff. The GPS at this point is probably like three or four years old. Mm-hmm. Maps are all outdated and stuff. Uh, I looked online on the Garmin website and it said that a map, uh the ne the next version, like a map upgrade would be like forty nine ninety nine. Oh jeez. I was like, oh geez, that's a lot of so like driving through Providence is a pain in the ass just because all the construction is not oh, no. not regarded on the GPS at all. So half the time it looks like I'm driving through water. Gotcha. But I uh decided instead maybe I'll get a new GPS if they're cheap enough, so I went on Amazon and they had all the kind of pre-deals going on, mm-hmm. and I found an an upgraded Garmin for a hundred dollars. Okay, so it was on sale from like it was like probably a hundred dollars. I was probably like a fifty percent off sale. Okay, a lot of new features, a lot of cool stuff. They have like it sets what road you're supposed to be in before you take a turn. Like there's a lane indicator, oh, neat. which is really cool. It reads out all the street signs and it has unlimited map updates for oh, the lifetime of the device. Very nice. So I was like, okay, $50 for a map upgrade for something that could totally reset itself, and I could lose that update anyway, uh-huh. or pay twice as much for unlimited map upgrades, a much better GPS that reads out all the things and works better and everything. So I just mm-hmm. went with the upgrade, and very, very happy with my purchase on the new Garmin Nuvi. Oh, good. I forget exactly which version it is, but it's not the newest one they have, but it's still way better than the one I had prior. So, freak out with a happy ending. Freak out with a happy ending. Good. Yeah. I mean, I had to spend some money, but true. <laughs> ultimately, a happy ending. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that I went to see the screening. It's out now, but I saw an early screening of *Horrible Bosses 2*. Okay. Which was good, not as good as the original. All right. Uh, but that's not necessarily my freak out. It's the fact that. I, I don't think you've gone, have you gone to like an early screening of I anything before? Not, okay. No, yeah. You're not, usually I, at college and stuff.
2: <laughs> <yeah>.
0: <laughs> uh, my friend Volpe. Well, you guys know who Volpe is. Volpe my who? friend Volpe, I know, right? <laughs> Volpe goes to a lot of them with me, although he couldn't make it to, uh, this one particular. I actually went to this one by myself. I, that's another thing too, is I probably asked like 12 or 13 people mm. to go to this screening. Yep. Nobody could go. That's a bummer. And I tried for like five or six days. It's just like a Tuesday night at seven mm-hmm. and nobody could go. That's insane to me. Like, That's is everybody insane. that busy? It's crazy. Uh, but aside from that, these screenings are very strict about okay. the way that they're run because these are put on by the studio. Uh-huh. So one that I went to before, they all have slightly different rules. And sometimes they give you swag and stuff, which is nice. Okay. So I've gotten like T-shirts here and there. But I've also gotten to one where they take your cell phones and, like, put it in a bag and have your name on it and everything, and you have to pick it up after the show and stuff. That's only happened once. Okay. But whenever you're in there, as soon as the movie starts, mm-hmm. there's two reps from the studio standing on each side of, like, the stairs. Uh-huh. And they just stand there with their backs to the wall. They'll look at the screen and watch the movie a little bit because they'd be bored otherwise. Mm-hmm. But they also look around the room to make sure that nobody's filming. Right. And the piracy things are very strict there. Like you can't. I know there are people in theaters that take out their cell phones and text, and that's annoying already. Mm-hmm. If you do it here, they kick you out. Okay. Which I think it should be every movie, right? But right. if you do it here, they kick you out because that's a recording device. Okay. So they're very strict about these. Mm-hmm. Now, when I saw *Horrible Bosses 2*, I ended up sitting next to this couple that already I could tell something was a little off with them because they were they they started like talking to me as if they knew me and all i don't know it was just weird okay some people have that personality and just throws you off and sometimes they're just nice friendly people Mm -hmm. but i could tell something was a little off about these people now uh probably about i don't know 20 25 minutes into the movie they asked you to go home with them no (laughs) no thank god no um they they started opening up like restaurant food like they had clearly brought that in it just smelled really bad uh, and they're like talking the whole time and uh-huh. to the point where like, I can't focus on the movie. Mm-hmm. And most of the time in screenings like this, if something's going on like that, they'll kick you out for that too. Right. Like these are just very strict things where they want people to see the movie as unhindered as possible. Right. So any distraction or interference or whatever is going to get you removed from the theater. So I was surprised that they were even being allowed to do that. Wow. Now maybe about, they they were talking for a good like five minutes. It seemed like they were starting to get in a fight. I'm like, About what they were in a good mood and like a fight had to have broken out and started to take place within the theater in like a matter of five to ten minutes. Wow. It's insane. What were they talking about that was possibly uh, accelerated to this level already inside of a movie theater?
1: She must have got like the extra egg roll or something.
0: I don't know. So at one point she was just like, yeah, we need to go. And they got up and they left in the middle of a free screening. I'm just thinking, what the hell is going on? This is insane. That's really weird. Yeah. I mean, I was so happy they left. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but who goes to a free screening and then like gets up and leaves part right. way through? I've never seen that happen. Not once.
1: And most people that go to a pre screening are going there in a professional manner and have like an agenda for seeing that movie. Exactly. It sounds like those were people that. Must have just gotten the tickets and wanted to use it as a date night or exactly.
0: something. Exactly, which does happen. It mm-hmm. does, but. Oh. Which can be
1: fun, but
2: that's, <laughs> uh, that's weird.
0: Yeah, it was very uh, weird, very uncomfortable. I was so glad they left, though. Uh, last freak out is that I went to Super Mega Fest. I do thank them for giving me free admission, as they tend to, so that I can cover the event. Um, but Yay. I did go a couple weeks ago, a week or so. I don't even remember how long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I might have stayed for 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. And then peaced out. Really? It was boring. <laughs> really? So boring. The last two Super Mega Fests I've gone to were a lot more fun. I think two reasons, really. Uh, The celebrity showing this year was not as strong. It's probably the first convention I've ever gone to where I didn't care about getting an autograph from anybody. Oh, wow. So uh, I didn't really bother with that. The cosplay was underwhelming. Just by the general public? Just by the general public. It's not that quality of the costume wasn't good. They're or there just wasn't good quality and there wasn't a lot of it. Got gotcha. you. There was so many people that, and this is the last year that they were doing at the Framingham Sheridan. Mm-hmm. They know they need to get to a bigger venue. And I believe they're moving to Marlboro or okay. something like that. Well, that's good. Yeah. So they're still not too far away. Uh, But they're, they're going to be upgrading the size of their venue. Walking around, just getting anywhere was a pain in the ass. And I was just like, you know what? This isn't worth my time. Okay. So headed out of there. Hmm. It did end up being a worthwhile trip just because I stopped by uh, the Hall of Comics, our buddies there. Oh, good. Um, they're not too far from there and talked to them for a while. We're going to be doing some stuff together that I can't necessarily announce yet, but hopefully okay. it'll be coming up soon. So again, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, and, uh, looking forward to some stuff with them, but super mega Fest big letdown this year. And the other thing being that I didn't really go with anybody. Yeah, I went by myself. There were no friends like hanging around with me. So, mm-hmm. uh, the last two years I've hung out with people or, or met up with people at the convention that I was friends with and right. it seemed like none of my friends were going this year mm-hmm. and no one went with me. So it was just, uh, nothing really exciting to do. So mm-hmm. didn't stay long at all kind of a bummer
1: well my apologies for not going
0: oh no you don't need to apologize at all uh it was just just kind of dull but whatever it happens Mm -hmm. every now and then we are going to take a quick break but before we do i would just like to ask you guys as i always do to support us in any way that you can uh use your social media currency and share us on your facebook's on your Twitters, on your YouTubes, if you want to do vlogs about us, any of that stuff. Post them on Miiverse so if you got a Wii U. I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Uh Share the show there. We like that. But if you'd like to support us financially, you can do so by going to thegeekgeneration.com slash support. When you do, you'll be led to our Patreon page. And uh, when you're there, you can sign up, choose an amount, and you can set a donation amount, which will be automatically donated each month. You can cancel that donation at any time. We're asking for $1 a month, and that's a very generous amount, I think. If you'd like to be even more generous, you can. Uh, and that uh, that can also be adjusted at any time, too. So feel free to move it around. But even if you want to do it just for one month and say, Hey, uh, Merry Christmas, here's a dollar. <laughs> we appreciate that. It really does make a difference. So again, that's thegeekgeneration.com slash support. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. So, Anna. Yes? Christmas is on the way. It is. It is.
2: Stressful time of year.
0: Yeah. Where do you do most of your Christmas shopping?
2: I do my shopping on Amazon.com because I can do all my shopping from the couch.
0: Really? Well, that's very convenient.
2: It is. It is. It takes the stress out of the holidays.
0: Did you know that The Geek Generation is an affiliate of Amazon.com?
2: I did not know that, Rob.
0: You didn't? Well, what you can do to help The Geek Generation is go to TheGeekGeneration.com, click the Amazon button, which will take you right to Amazon. And when you buy all the Christmas presents that you're going to buy, you'll actually be earning us a commission as well.
2: That sounds too easy.
0: So go to thegeekgeneration.com, use that Amazon button, and make us some money while you're doing your Christmas shopping.
2: It's super easy, and if you don't do it, you're a bad friend.
0: Hello, this is Troy Baker, and you are listening to The Geek Generation. Okay, we are back, and uh, we have a bunch of news to go over. First being that Michelle McLaren has signed on to develop and direct Wonder Woman for Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment, which is set for release on June 23rd, 2017. McLaren was a top choice for the project due to her work on Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead. Although she is perhaps most associated with her directing and executive producing work on the much loved Breaking Bad. That's quite a resume. Very. Wow. That Those are like the big, big three of TV. I know. So uh, I think they clearly chose a woman director on purpose. Mm-hmm. They made it known that they were seeking a woman director. It's not like I'm presuming anything here. Right. Because right. um, they wanted that point of view for mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman movie. I, I don't know if she's directed any other films. It seems like most of her stuff is in TV. but it's also in very cinematic TV, right. which I
1: think is a really good um a really good quality for something that's going to be a live action action movie where mm-hmm. You've seen Game of Thrones. There's plenty of action going on with a lot of different scenes. Walking Dead, same thing. Breaking Bad, kind of the same thing. Absolutely. Sounds like a good choice to me.
0: And she's worked in things that are all like even doing maybe a couple episodes are all part of a bigger universe in some way. And that's kind of the way comic movies are moving in that direction, too. So we know this movie's part of a bigger universe. So she's used to working like that, too. Good luck to her. NBC's new series Constantine has decided to halt production after wrapping their 13th episode, which fills their initial episode order. The news of The Stoppage follows the second highest rated episode for the show, which featured Jim Corrigan and a brief glimpse of The Spectre. This, however, does not mean the series has been cancelled. Despite less than stellar ratings, a second season still remains possible. Series lead Matt Ryan has taken to his Twitter account to start a hashtag SaveConstantine campaign. Ryan is asking supporters to tweet to the official NBC Constantine Twitter account, at NBC Constantine, as well as the official Facebook page, and to keep watching. Have you watched the show at all? I have not. I'm not very familiar with it. No? Okay. Uh, I was a little worried, and I think I said this during the fall preview, too, just the fact that they were doing a Constantine-slash-Hellblazer show mm-hmm. on network television. Oh. There are a lot of things. it's a dark show, right? And there are a lot of things that they've had to take out of it that fans are not happy with because of the fact that it's on network television, right? Some people have claimed that Matt Ryan uh, seems more like a guy cosplaying Constantine than <laughs> actually being Constantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big criticisms of the show, which I think is a fairly stupid one, is the fact that his character, uh, one of his identifying qualities is that he's just a chain smoking maniac Mm -hmm. like he's always smoking all the time in the comic books right and uh he they don't show him they i think they've shown him smoking once maybe and people are like well he should be smoking all the time they're like well it's a network tv show right and uh some of the other people have said too they're like well we haven't said that he's not a smoker Mm -hmm. we're just not showing it all the time right right like there's you don't see every moment of his life taking place throughout this what you do see on the show so yeah it's kind of a an excuse but at the same time it's network television what do you want i don't know i think it's a really good show still i think it has a ton of potential especially incorporating other characters we've seen some quick glimpses of other stuff like okay the specter did show up really quick and in the very in the pilot episode we saw fate's helmet which is a huge thing if they ever decided to bring in fate that would be phenomenal but there's so much potential in the show and I, I, I would hate to see it go away at this point. And it seems to be doing that better than other shows on TV. So, uh, I saw a ratings breakdown and I couldn't mm-hmm. believe this, but it seems to be rated higher right now than Arrow. Wow. Like the Flash is beating it, but, but it's, it's rated higher than Arrow's third season right now wow. because I think just less people watch the CW than NBC. Right. That makes sense. So. Yeah. How can NBC cancel a show that's rated higher than like one of the top-rated shows on another network? I don't know. I don't know. So it's still doing very well. The ratings are not bad mm-hmm. by any means. They just don't want to push it from 13 to the like usual 22, I think, roughly. Right. Does it sound like the hold might be there looking for new writers or a new way to go with the show? Or? I don't know. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe they want to see how this season plays out before they make a, a choice of going in another direction, like instead of just progressing on the path that they're going through maybe they're like okay we'll do the 13 then let's step back and reevaluate it's a good idea before we move into season two not bad so maybe it's just something as simple as that but whenever a show lead like gets into like starting a campaign and they're talking about saving the show that always starts to worry people yeah or maybe it's all a publicity stunt and they're just trying to get the ratings up that way that could be it too. <laughs> there's so many different ways that this could take who knows 20th Century Fox has, according to Deadline, officially given the green light to the long-awaited Independence Day 2, putting the film on track for its previously announced June 24, 2016 release. That means that the Alien Invasion sequel will hit the big screen almost exactly 20 years after the original. The studio is eyeing a May production start and will now move to close the directing deal with Roland Emmerich, who directed the first. As was previously reported, Will Smith is not coming back for the sequel. <laughs> Additional casting is planned to begin as soon as Emmerich Steele is officially signed. Is there any excitement from you for an Independence Day 2?
1: I mean, a little bit, but I kind of would have liked Will Smith to at least be in there somewhere. Sure. But, um, you know, I'd watch it. Welcome
0: to Earth. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Earth. <laughs> My one question, though,
1: is when is 20th Century Fox going to be 21st Century Fox?
0: I know, right? I'm waiting. <laughs> they they made the adjustment in like, Futurama and stuff or other things where they do future things and they temporarily change their logo or whatever. Right. But, yeah. yeah, at what point does it become 21st Century? I don't know. No. It doesn't have the same roll off the tongue that 20th Century Fox does, I don't think. True. 21st Century Fox. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Earth. Although their names have been tied to the project for months, HBO has officially announced that Rachel McAdams, Taylor Kitsch, and Kelly Riley are joining Colin Farrell and Vince Vaughn for the highly anticipated second season of True Detective. McAdams will play Annie Bezzarides, a Ventura County Sheriff's detective whose uncompromising ethics puts her at odds with others and the system she serves. Kitsch will star as Paul Woodrow, a war veteran and motorcycle officer for the California Highway Patrol, running from a difficult past and the sudden glare of a scandal that never happened. Finally, Riley will play Jordan, Frank Semyon's wife, a former D-list actress who is a full partner in his enterprises and ambitions. I don't watch much TV. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't finish the first season of True Detective just because it was so uh dark and dense and... Uh, difficult to make it through mm-hmm. I was like <laughs> I would watch an episode and then be like nothing matters like, <laughs> like it was so, it was bad, so depressing man. yeah it really was so I don't know maybe I'll give the second season a try they are pulling in some serious star power for this show though I mean even going from the first to the second season there's still a lot of big names going Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Rachel McAdams Taylor Kitsch like bam that's A-list people in the TV show mm-hmm. very cool Although Tom Hardy was recently rumored for the role, Variety is reporting that Oscar Isaac has been cast as the villain for the upcoming X-Men Apocalypse. Isaac is best known for his starring title role on Inside Lewin Davis and will also be seen in Star Wars The Force Awakens. All right. So his stock is raising uh, <laughs> very quickly. That's one heck of a resume. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't know. He's done some stuff, but never anything like this big up to this point. I think Mm -hmm. Inside Lewin Davis was kind of a breakout thing for him. I don't know if I can necessarily see him playing Apocalypse, but I have seen so little of his acting that that's really not a fair judgment at this point. So, right. it's a wait and see thing. Mm hmm. Uh, the, the Steve Jobs biopic. Have you heard things about this? It's been all over the place. Like, uh,
1: I, I like heard it, but I didn't actually
0: like look into it. I have yeah. no idea what it is. Twists and turns, tons of news. Christian Bale had initially been announced to play Steve Jobs in Sony's upcoming biopic, but two weeks after the confirmation, the actor dropped out of the film. Hmm. According to the Hollywood reporter, Bale simply felt he was not the right actor for the role. When does that ever happen? Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Rumor has it that Michael Fassbender is now being sought after for the role. So we will have to wait and see on that one. Uh, according to Variety, Seth Rogen is in talks to play Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: An odd choice, but I, from a physical standpoint, I can see. Yeah, it. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. Just,
1: that was the first thing
0: I thought of. I'm wondering if Seth Rogen is now going to be making the Jonah Hill move and moving from comedy to drama. Oh, gotcha. In this way. <laughs> Maybe uh-huh. this is his window in. I don't know. Very true. The winding saga for the movie continues as Universal has taken the reins from Sony the studio will be keeping Danny Boyle in the director's chair and the screenplay from Aaron Sorkin. Hmm. And the fact that Aaron Sorkin's writing it is a huge plus. I mean, I think the last movie he came out with was uh the the social network. Oh wow. Facebook movie. So he's he's a fantastic writer. He's doing the Newsroom right now, did the West Wing, did Sports Night, which is a TV show I love even though it's about sports kind of, but not <laughs> really. Uh so he's a he's a solid writer. All right. Since the Switch, Deadline is reporting that Natalie Portman has joined the film. While no claims have been made on who the actress will play, the thought is that she will portray the Apple founder's daughter, Lisa Bennon Jobs. Steve Jobs initially denied his paternity of Lisa, all the while naming one of Apple's earliest computers, the Apple Lisa, after her. Wow. The two reconnected years later and Jobs paid for her to attend Harvard University. Coincidentally, around the same time, that Portman called that school her alma mater as well. Wow.
1: At least it, it, it sounds like they're really pulling out all the stops and trying to make Seems this like. something to be memorable as a tribute to Steve Jobs. Right.
0: They have lost their lead twice now, though. True. Christian Bale wasn't even the first one. I believe uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was attached to oh, first wow. play Steve Jobs. Then he dropped out because, and his was a time uh-huh. uh, commitment. He had to film something else at the same time. Gotcha. And then Christian Bale goes, oh, I'm not right for this, although I could have totally seen him playing that. Mm-hmm. He would have been great. So now they're looking at Michael Fassbender, who could also be good. Maybe. Who knows? In a recent interview, creator of the Crow comic series, James O'Barr offered an update on the upcoming rebooted movie franchise. O'Barr said, quote, We're not remaking the movie. We're readapting the book. My metaphor is that there is a Bela Lugosi Dracula, and then there's a Francis Ford Coppola Dracula. They use the same material, but you still got two entirely different films. This one's going to be closer to Taxi Driver or John Woo film, and I think there's room for both of them. Part of the appeal of the Crow comics, after all, is that they can tell very different stories. He went on to say that while Luke Evans will play the same Eric as the original comic, he won't be playing Brandon Lee's Eric Draven. If you read the comic, Eric and Shelley never have their last names revealed. Hopefully, this is one area in the new movie where being more faithful to the comic will come into play, and Eric won't be going by Eric Draven in the new film. Luke Evans may play Eric, but Brandon Lee will forever be Eric Draven. No one understands that fear more than me. Brandon Lee was a friend, and i never do anything to hurt his legacy. So while I've been kind of critical of the fact that they're rebooting The Crow, Mm -hmm. this does put me at ease a little bit. I'm happy to hear that they are not trying to remake the first film. They are just taking a look back at the source material and doing a new interpretation of that material. That sounds good. That makes me a lot happier. I didn't realize that he was last nameless in the comic book. And they just kind of tacked on Draven for the movie. Wow. But I like that they're going in a different direction. Lastly, The Expendables 3 failed to perform at the domestic box office this past summer, Mm -hmm. grossing less than $40 million, at least domestically. It still did pretty well internationally. Gotcha. Sylvester Stallone has now admitted that the PG-13 rating for the movie was a mistake. When asked whether or not future installments should embrace an R rating, the actor responded, quote, Absolutely, unequivocally yes. I believe it was a horrible miscalculation on everyone's part in trying to reach a wider audience, but in doing such, diminish the violence that the audience expects. I'm quite certain it won't happen again. Do you hear that, Deadpool writers? Yeah. <laughs> None of this PG-13 bullshit. The Merc with a Mouth needs a hard R. Yes. Make it happen. Yes. People need to get the, the level of violence that is attached to that franchise of that character. If it's going to succeed, it just has to be that way. Mm-hmm.
1: I was watching a video on someone who was ranting about the different ratings of, of movies, mm-hmm. and when you really look look at it, when you bring a movie down for a rating to try and get more people at the box office, mm-hmm. you're really taking the quality away from the movie yeah, and that hurts it in the long run. So you might make a quick buck at the box office, but no one's going to buy the DVDs. No Absolutely. one's going to remember the movie and everyone's just going to make fun of it.
0: Absolutely. So, and give it what it deserves. And if you're really looking at the long term picture, mm-hmm. no sequel or anything like that, you're cutting the head off right away. Right. Instead of looking at the, the long ball. Yeah. And weren't, game. weren't
1: the first Ex- expendables are,
0: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. So for the third one, they were like, okay, well, let's see if we can drop it down a rating point and then hit more people. Now, part of the reason, Sloane said dropping the rating down did help to explain why none of these characters are dying, Uh and they're all surviving every movie, because if it's an R and it's more violent, then it would be assumed that somebody's going to get killed at some point. And he's like, well, that might happen in a future movie. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe it's time to start killing some of these characters off.
1: Maybe it would have been funnier if they were self-aware that it was a PG-13 movie that they were in, and they were
0: like, no, you can't die, it's only PG-13. Right, right. Break the fourth wall a little bit.
1: Those are some pretty big words to be coming from Sylvester Alone, just to kind of imagine the way he'd be saying it. <laughs> I didn't read it properly, right?
0: Absolutely unequivocally, <laughs> yeah. <yes."> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I believe a <laughs> Yeah, uh, I should have read it in Stallone voice, although nobody would have understood mm-hmm. what I was saying anyway. Nope. Uh so as we wrap things up this week, do you have a final thought or something you would like to plug?
1: I actually would like to plug someone. Sure. Um he's a webcomic artist, goes by the name of shenanigans Jensen. It's a tongue twister right Shenanic there.
0: Shenanik Jensen.
1: Like shenanigan? Shenana Jensen. Okay. Um, He is the artist whose work goes on Owlturd.com. Okay. That, that's hilarious in and of itself. But he has a very uh, unique style of artistry. Um, He's a big geek, does a lot of stuff with video games, comics, but they're like really funny. Cool. And, uh, you know, he's also had a, a comic featured on Dorkly, and he's really breaking out when it comes to you know, getting fans and I I do personally know him, so this is just a shout out for him. Cool. Um you can follow me on Twitter at MC Hammerbro and hope to be on another show.
0: Absolutely. Hope, yeah, well, we're more, just gonna more, cut you off in more, this more, often, <laughs> more on more shows more often. Well as your as your break is coming up for the holidays, it's a yeah. good time to get you on some more shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow everything we do at TheGeekGeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You can like us at Facebook.com slash TheGeekGeneration. Follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. Support the show by going to TheGeekGeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at TheGeekGeneration.com. We are extending the current smash-up game. You'll notice we didn't do that this week. Mm-hmm. We've only gotten a couple responses. Again, we are looking for uh, rejected LEGO Sets. So if you can think of a Lego something and then attach a tagline to it, uh, send those to podcast at com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Uh, so have a good week until we see you next time, and yep. we'll be back next week with more stuff for you. Later. Bye.
2: Make it so.